0: man eric listen to that some new intro music we're coming different on this uh 46th episode of the take easy sports show uh just a reminder for uh, all of you tuning in to uh our new uh kind of updated intro here which is pretty sweet um i think eric i think you and i that's that's a song that you and i both agreed on
1: yeah definitely. Uh, but
0: but we are part of the arizona varsity podcast network my name is zach alvara and as always i am joined by my co-host mr eric newman who uh Told me he has a little bit of a surprise for me, um, which I'm a little nervous about, um, but he promised it wouldn't be too embarrassing. So uh, first things first, Eric, new music. We're coming a little bit different here. We didn't even wait till episode 50. You would think that episode 50, we'd bring some changes onto the show, but we got a little bit early. We uh, we took a week off and we were like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's revamp a, a few things here.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's exciting. We've got new music. We've got all these... Great things coming up, but I want to get into something else. So All right. I have, uh, if you've noticed, we got a bunch of Twitter questions, which is awesome. Yep. Um, and I was really excited. I was hoping we would get, and I, I called it out, and you might not have even noticed this. I wanted to get some international listeners.
0: Um, yeah, I was honestly a little confused by that part.
1: And so we actually, believe it or not, we did. Um, You might not have seen them on Twitter, but they sent us a few voicemails, Um, and (laughs) so I'm going to play those for you, and we can answer those questions, so listen up. Here we go. Here's number one. Let's listen to what Rodney has to say. Hello! I don't know much about Arizona, I don't, but I do love sports, and I love your podcast. (laughs) I'm wondering, I know Eric is a football fan. But say, man, what can you tell us about this year's Premier League table? Thank you, Rodney, for the question. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely am the soccer fan out of the two of us. But what can
0: you tell us about the Premier League table, Zach? I got nothing, except I do have a question. Was that you? Why would I record myself with an accent? I don't know. Kind of sound like you.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> you don't know much about the Premier League table. I don't. Uh, Manchester no, City is running things right now. Uh, a Got lot it. of good teams there but um, the Manchester City's killing it. Let's go to our next one. Um, this one is from Jim. Hey, this is Jim I'm wondering Wo you too would look better Rocking a mohawk hairstyle. Thanks, Jim, for the question. Um, uh,
0: I know, I know who that is now. Okay.
1: Yeah, he uh, he wants to know which of us would better rock a mohawk hairstyle.
0: Um, I would say you. You think so? I so think so.
1: I I think you because you play a sport. You play football in your spare time, um, and it would look cool if you made an awesome play and took your helmet off and revealed there's a mohawk underneath it. So
0: it's funny you say that because we have this, like, big Facebook page that's kind of dedicated to, like, the, you know, semi-pro, a.k.a. adult Pop Warner football in Arizona, right? Of course. And there, there's this thing called Petty Sunday. So after all the games happen on Saturday, Petty Sunday comes around where teams maybe go on there and talk smack about teams they beat. Uh, maybe they go and they make fun of, like, uniform combinations of some people come out like in weird combos or whatever. Uh, There's one guy who always uh, clowns people for mixing brands. So like, for example, if someone wears like Adidas gloves with like Nike socks or something like that and Under Armour cleats, um, he basically says that that's like against the rules, which you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, I really feel like that if I unveiled a Mohawk, I would be put on blast in that page.
1: Maybe. I think especially because no
0: one, especially if I just randomly showed up one week with a mohawk.
1: Would having a mohawk um, and not having much hair in general be tough wearing a football helmet? Would your head get all like, you know, red, all the skin on top of it and everything?
0: Nah, because there's pads. Yeah, there's like padding inside. And it's not just like like leather pads. Like there's actually something over like at least the helmet that I have. Um, I have the Speedflex, two of them, actually. I won't even go into why we have why I have two helmets, but um you know I have it's like a I don't know, like a it's not like cloth necessarily, but it's like an insert that goes over my pads. So no, I, I don't think so.
1: We have another question here. This runs from Tino.
0: Tino Hello! My favorite athlete there is Rafael Nadal Egg I know you played tennis for a long time. Rafael
1: is correct. But do you think you could win one point against him if he played with his opposite hand? Let me know what you think. Well, Tino obviously had an awesome question there. He's a tennis fan. We don't have a lot of tennis talk on here. Um, The answer is no. I think Rafael Nadal could play with his feet, and I wouldn't win a point against him
0: what are these accents
1: (laughs) i don't know why are you making fun of the way tino talks
0: come on man Uh, that's not cool dude the first one sounded like you the second one sounded like your dad and the third one sounded like your dad trying to do like a high voice (laughs) you
1: think my dad would do that
0: i don't know for some reason i feel like he might
1: anyway what do you think (laughs) could i um, obviously I'm not winning even, I'm not even returning a serve from Nadal with his regular hand, but I don't know. I feel like he's played so much that he's probably hit balls with his right hand because he's a lefty. Um, so he's probably hit balls with his right hand at least a few times. Um, I don't think I could even want to point against him wearing, using his opposite hand.
0: Yeah. I don't, I mean, I've never seen you play, but probably I was, not.
1: I was an okay high school player.
0: Okay, so, then probably not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> against maybe the best ever, or one yeah. of the top two or three ever. Um, so, no, is the short answer to that
0: Okay, question. Okay, cool. Um,
1: I have another one. This one <laughs> is an awesome one. I actually screened this one before, and I'm really excited for it. Okay. Hello. Another great day for t podcast, isn't it? I'm wondering, who do you think? is the best foreign-born athlete in the United States today. Thank you. So, he is wondering who is the most affluent, who's the best foreign-born athlete in the United States today. Um, so, thank you for that question. We love our international listeners.
0: Who, who's that from? What's his name?
1: It didn't say. He didn't give one.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah,
0: okay.
1: I'm going... Um, I think probably in, in terms of our big sports, you'd have to pick a basketball player. Um, yeah. Because you know, in, in the U.S. right now, our main athletes are um, in, you know that there aren't a ton of amazing foreign-born football players. You've obviously got some baseball, so you could go any number of players there. But I'm gonna go Giannis um, for for the um, NBA of that's just, a the good Milwaukee one. Bucks. He's you know, reigning MVP, amazing player.
0: Yeah, Giannis. It's really hard to choose against Giannis. Um, yeah, I mean he he's probably like my first pick, honestly. Um, man, I feel like people are expecting us to say like Luka Doncic too. He's there. He's up there, but, but I don't think he's at Giannis's level yet. No. You know who I think I'm going to say second behind Giannis? Uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Jo- Jokic. I can't one. remember how to say it. Jokic. Yeah. yeah. Joker. Yeah. Whatever. That's a good one. And
1: so and like I mentioned, you could also pick um, your your pick of any baseball player. There's so many great foreign yeah. baseball players. But I think that in terms of raw athleticism, we probably have to go Giannis there. Yeah. And so we've actually got one more, uh, and I called for international listeners, um, but we have one from, you know, not just Earth, but Middle Earth. Let's hear what Schmiegel has to say. <laughs> Hello, my precious. I'm wondering, <laughs> is there one food you're allergic to?
0: Or are there only foods you refuse to eat? Thank you.
1: So thank you, Smeagol. I know you (laughs) fell into a pit of fire um, in the last episode of Lord of the Rings, but um, that's a really awesome question. What do you think, Zach? Uh, What does it mean to you to have a listener from Middle Earth to to listen to our podcast? I didn't even know they had that technology there.
0: Yeah, I mean, man, they must get pretty good internet, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, from whatever rock
0: he listens from. Yeah. um, The ring must give him power.
1: That's really cool uh nice to know that we're we're spreading all over the world are there any foods that are you allergic to anything or is there anything you refuse to eat
0: uh onions you don't like I hate, onions at i all? hate i hate onions i'm not allergic but i hate onions even cooked even cooked dang yeah um
1: i feel you if there's too much onion i'm not a huge fan i like onions in general but um they're yeah if they're if they're overwhelming it can be too much I'm weirdly not a fan of mayonnaise. Um, okay. I think I think it just tastes like nothing, um, but it's bad nothing. Like it's it just adds greasiness to something and yeah um, doesn't actually enhance the flavor much. So that's my answer. I'm not allergic yeah. to anything that I know of. I,
0: I also will say I really
1: love pickle relish. Um, because yeah. it tastes like just sugar to me if you get the bad kind.
0: Yeah, I will say with mayonnaise. Um. I'm not a huge fan like I'll have it but like I can't do like a ton of it like it has to be like light mayo yeah because I mean part of that is because you know when I was younger uh my sister and I were cleaning out my parents fridge and I think it was like I had to be in high school it's probably like 2011 we found mayonnaise from like 2006 oh wow and so I just I don't know. Ever since then, like every time I think of mayonnaise, I just think of how that five-year-old Mayo was just still sitting in there. And I just can't even. Yeah. What color was it? I didn't look. (laughs) I, yeah. (laughs) I probably would have have passed out. if I opened it.
1: Well, I agree there. Um, So we're, we're kind of in agreement. I think Um, neither of us are too picky of eaters. I don't think though. Um, but Thank you to all our international listeners and even uh, uh, interdimensional listeners. With Schmeagle. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, should we get to the rest of the show?
0: Can you tell me first who uh, who did all those voices? Schmeagle. Okay. You're whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to just stick with the rest of the listener questions that we have? <laughs>
1: We can do that, or should we get to talking about football a little bit, kind of mix it up, because I Let's know that. It, yeah. it'll take you a second to unwind from, you know, the awesome questions that our, our loyal listeners from around the world gave
0: us. Yeah, all right, that, fair enough. Um, this past Friday, the uh, some of the schedules came out for football. Um, I honestly, I thought they were coming out later, but I mean, I'm glad to see them, um, Eric, just to start things off, the the 4A schedule was actually, most of the 4A schedule, I should say, were announced actually today. We're recording this on Monday. Um, Big matchup right away. Uh, Cactus and Mesquite, rematch of the 4A championship, went into overtime last year. Um, And I mean, just in general, I mean, that's just going to be such a fun game up at NAU. So it's going to be. Right in your new neighborhood, uh, I already saw something that y- you know you posted that you are you are going to be there for that game. Oh, so 100%. W- what do you, what are you looking forward to the most in that matchup? And most importantly, early prediction: Who do you think is going to win?
1: If I have to make a prediction, I'd pick Cactus. Um, okay. They're returning, according to uh, Coach Ortiz, seventeen starters, which is, Ooh. I mean, amazing from a team that was already so good last year. So that's uh, that's hard to beat. And um, I'm expecting, you know, the matchup's interesting because it's one team that has so much of its talent back from last year versus another one that's kind of making a, you know, running it back with a different crew. They don't have in Mesquite, Ty Thompson anymore. They don't have um, some of the amazing guys, but they do have Eric Lira. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Eric Lira. Um, They do have Andrew Morris, though. He's a stud and he can play. Offense and defense and dominate it both. I don't think that Mesquite's going to be bad. They're obviously it's you can't replace a five star, four star, whatever he ended up being quarterback, um, who's literally going to compete for the starting job at Oregon. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to replace him, but I, you know, if if they've shown you anything, if you win two championships in a row, you're not someone to be sneezed at. Um, I think that they're going to be solid. I would predict Cactus wins. But I thought that in the championship game too.
0: So who knows? Yeah, you know I'm I'm right there with you. Um, honestly, I have Cactus winning the 4A. a um, it, uh, it's they're... a
1: question of whether they end up in um, they end up in open contention. They have a That's really true. really tough schedule. Um, yeah, you know, they play Mesquite. They play um, two 5A teams. The open uh, division Desert Edge who beat them last year and then they play Sunrise Mountain who won 5A title so that's just two of their non-conference games you get through that um somehow and go 10 and 0 9 and 1 with maybe a loss to Desert Edge or Sunrise yeah. Mountain if they're able to do that you're in open contention that's so true. but yes they they definitely could be a favorite if they stay in the 4A bracket
0: Yeah and you know the thing with the the interesting matchup with them too I think is Desert Edge Yep. because Cactus was super young last year and that game was 12 to nothing and Desert Edge just like Cactus returned a ton of starters quarterback Adrian Lara um you've got Gavin Brosherman in the offensive line there um you know just that's going to be a very good team still yeah I mean I know you lose guys like Stephen Ortiz and uh you know RJ Roberts on the defensive line but that's going to be a very good team. That's a good win if Cactus can beat them. And honestly, it's a good loss too.
1: Yeah. I because think,
0: I think Desert Edge will be in the open contention as well.
1: Yeah, they're definitely going to be in open contention. I think that they're a super talented team. So we'll see. Yeah, the the point is that if Cactus can traverse this schedule well um, and beat some teams that it might not be favored against, then they're definitely in open contention or at least one of the top teams in
0: 4A. Yeah. Um let's switch gears over to let's talk about Hamilton. Um because in my opinion Hamilton probably has one of the toughest schedules in the state. Yeah man. Um they open up against Desert Ridge, which it'll be very interesting to see what that, you know, what that team's able to do. Uh they just got Kendall Taylor as their offensive coordinator. Um I think Desert Ridge is going to be a good team next year. Uh maybe not open division, but I think 6A contender. Definitely. Then right after that, you go into Castile, who I honestly think, and last year we said the same thing about this Castile team. But next year especially, with the amount of talent they have returning and young talent, that team is going to be scary good. Yeah, Castile is um, going to be great. And then, you know, you look ahead to September 17th, Bishop Gorman.
1: That's and
0: exciting. You know, I was actually, like when I when I heard about this matchup, I was actually at Hamilton. So I was talking to to coach uh, Zadebski about it and just immediately I was like, man, like you've got Bishop Gorman coming here. You've got Cherry Creek and we're going to talk about Chandler in just a second. But Cherry Creek from Colorado has not lost a game in two years. They're coming to Chandler the week prior. And then the first week of the season or yeah, the first week of the season, because it starts September 3rd instead of August like it uh, didn't. uh, you know, before the pandemic, uh, Saguaro is going out of town to play in the Honorable again. And they're playing Sierra Canyon, who is a very good team out of California. Yeah, man. So that,
1: that was a great game a couple years ago.
0: It was. Yeah. So just, I mean, man, uh, Bishop Gorman coming here. It's the first time since I think it was 2011 or something like that that Hamilton's actually playing Gorman. And the last time they played, it was actually up at NAU for the Sullenberger Classic. Uh, the Huskies won that game. And. You know, Gorman hasn't gotten the attention it, it used to get in the past couple of years. Obviously, the pandemic doesn't help because they only played three games. For sure, um, but it's still Gorman. It's still a nationally recognized program with major Division One recruits, and obviously Hamilton's the same way. Hamilton has yeah. Cole Martin. They have Nico Marquial. They have. You know, just a plethora of offensive linemen that are getting Division One looks. They have the skill players that are also getting looked at. They've got Russell Davis on the defensive line. That I mean, that this matchup is going to be massive, and I yeah, can't. Yeah, that's going to be a
1: tremendous game. Um, we missed out on a lot of that this last year. The, yeah, the interstate games, um, and it just shows that we're we're kind of slowly. Getting back to a more normal existence, which is awesome. Yep, it's exciting. I uh, I don't know what to expect because I don't know much about Gorman. I know they're great every year, um, but I know Hamilton's also bringing a lot back, and it it's hard to predict a lot of these things because you know we saw Centennial get worked by Modern Day a couple of years ago, um, and no one really knew what to expect from that. We've seen Chandler beat some uh interstate teams we've seen you know squads come over and it, it, it's tough to know how it goes but it really is a measuring stick for um for Hamilton is one of the state's best to go up against another one
0: can you imagine if Saguaro, Hamilton and Chandler go 3-0 against out of state competition that'd be pretty cool i mean just alone the Saguaro and Sierra Canyon game could be televised ESPN same thing with Hamilton Gorman and Chandler Cherry Creek, I think I already saw something that said that it was already potentially going to be on ESPN. Um, I mean, last year ESPN came here twice, and that yeah. was for Hamilton Saguaro and Hamilton Chandler. I mean, geez, you could make – you could, we could have ESPN here for like four different trips. Well, I guess technically the one would be in San Diego, but still, you get my Covering point. Covering local teams. Exactly. And then if you look at Hamilton's schedule, right after Bishop Gorman, they're at Centennial. Or I think Centennial is actually at there, but they're so they're playing Centennial regardless.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it'll be a measuring stick to see who of those teams can either beat them or kind of yep. play close or um, as as close as you can get without actually the two playing each other. Um, yeah, to, to kind of measure who's where.
0: And you know, speaking of obviously Chandler, because we mentioned them before with Cherry Creek, they start against uh, against Centennial. <laughs> then they go Cherry Creek. They've got an O'Connor squad that made a deep run to the playoffs last year in the 6A conference. Then you've got an open division semifinal rematch against Liberty, which, man, um, the Lions, I think, are an open division contender this year. They are. They have to be. They are, for 100%. They're, I've, I honestly, if they don't make the open division, I'll be very surprised.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, they've got another... Uh, incredibly tough schedule too, but yeah. we saw even with three losses last year, they made it and deserved to make it.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't bank too much on last year being, you know, a measuring stick for how teams are going to make the Open this year, especially if we get all 10 games in. Yeah. Because last year it was obviously like, you, you you, really couldn't put a 4A team in the Open division. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and theoretically, Chaparral... Some would argue they should have been in the open, but they only were able to play what six games, yeah, five or six. So, and they won the 6A conference, yeah,
1: they won the 6A conference with a total of eight games.
0: So, yeah, they yeah. played five in the regular season, and went exactly. Three and so, um, but Chandler, I mean, after, after Liberty, you've got Pinnacle, Perry, Queen Creek, uh, Castile, Highland, Hamilton,
1: no cupcakes, um,
0: no cupcakes at all. Uh, I think especially those last four games, the Queen Creek Chandler, or I'm sorry, Queen Creek, Castile, Highland, Hamilton. That's a brutal stretch before the playoffs. Definitely. That's a brutal stretch, although I think it's very similar to what they did last year. Now, the main difference, obviously, uh, Castile is now in the premier region, so they're actually playing in each other, which will be, I think, pretty good. Um, So, I mean, yeah, that premier region is stacked. Yeah, it always it, is. But it's stacked again. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Any schedules you want to point out before I uh, bring up the other three that I'm looking at?
1: No. So I was really excited um, about the the 4A. So a lot of the 4A hasn't. um, Some have. And obviously, I'm going to be Flagstaff watching a lot um, because of the new job. But um, we mentioned Cactus. They actually play against Coconino um, in week two. Ooh. And so I'll be able probably to see that one as well. Um, So two games in a row in Flagstaff for Cactus, should the schedule not change or anything. Uh, I'm really excited about that.
0: Was Zach, Zach Bennett was the stud from Coconino, right? I think so. Yeah. Was he, was he a senior last year? He was a senior. So they'll have to replace his production. Um, Got it. Okay.
1: They were really, both Flagstaff and Coconino were pretty senior heavy last year, especially on offense. Um, So it'll be interesting. And, Look for stories, shameless plug, about uh, once we get closer (laughs) to that, about the way those teams are
0: rebuilding and everything like that. Hey, you know, for all those uh, NAU seven-on-seven tournaments, now I have a place to stay if I come up there. That's right. Do they have a lot of those? Something that they didn't this year, but they might, you know, now, or this past year, I should say they will now, maybe. Yep.
1: But that's right. You can crash at my place. We'll get a, we'll get a Biff's bagel. It's delicious. Some of the best bagels I've had in a long time. Ooh, I like it.
0: I like it. Um, I know I mentioned there's three schedules I want to look at. Uh, In reality, I'm just kind of more... I'm going to skip over a couple of them. Uh, Desert Vista, Mountain Point. Obviously, I'll get into those more for the Awatiki Fiddles news. But um, pretty good schedule for Desert Vista with uh, with Ty Wisdom taking over there. Um, You know, looking at their schedule, I see one, two three four five six seven winnable games for the thunder and obviously you know things can change but if they are able to go seven and three after winning no games the year before that's a good turnaround
1: like if they go if they go five and five after not
0: winning a game it's
1: a it's a great accomplishment it's hard to know because we don't know exactly what every team's gonna look like but i agree with you i've seen um We've seen Desert Vista make some awesome runs in the past few years. And I don't think, as you mentioned, um, that we can really take all that much from last year. They had so many different bad things happen, that team, from two weeks of COVID and, um, you know, not being able to play Chandler and not being able to uh, have a lot of the time. Super young, too. Yeah, super young with the COVID and everything like that. And obviously everyone dealt with it, but um, I don't think it was a fair representation of the talent that's going to be there this year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I'm excited to see what mountain point can do also. Yes. Um, they right off the bat, they're taking on a very good Corona del Sol team. Um, that's going to be it, a great first game. It is. Corona is going to be good next year. Um, they're <laughs> again, They kind of, not, I don't want to say they snuck into the open last year, but I think this year they're going to be more of an open contender to make it. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying they can beat Chandler, but, or Hamilton or Saguaro, but I think it's possible that they'll get there again. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's the
1: difference is that this time um, it won't be kind of coming out of nowhere. Not that we thought before that Corona was bad, but. I don't think any of us thought that they would go uh, with the record they did. What did they lose? One game, or did they go undefeated in the regular
0: season? Um, I Either way, they were tremendous. Yeah.
1: And they—I remember—we thought that Desert Vista was going to be a great team, and Corona del Sol comes out and destroys Desert Vista, and we're like, "Oh wow, they're good." Yeah. And they, you know, they took care of business and made the open, and deservedly so. They lost in the first round, but that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't take away from what they
0: did last. Night. No, not at all. And you know, Mountain Point's going to have two good tests right up off the bat because they play Brophy Week Two, who is going to be much improved. Um, you know, they dealt with a loss of their quarterback, um, several other injuries. I think they had a COVID issue at one point. That Brophy's going to be much more improved this year. Um, mm-hmm. th- then you're looking at for Mountain Point um, Perry Castile Buena Chavez Basham Mountain View bi-week queen creek desert vista to ball at the end of the season which is where it should be every single year um so i mean again a, a good schedule for mountain point i mean honestly i think the the pride are going to be improved um i think they're not going to be a one-win team again they're going to win i think at least four maybe five and honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they do better than that if they start shocking people because they made some changes on offense um I won't exactly say what, although many people probably already understand, you know, realize what's going to happen. But that's going to be a much more improved offense uh, this year. Uh, They're all going to be one more year into the system with Coach Lauer. They have an off season this year, so it'll be it'll be much better.
1: That's so Um, huge
0: for these young teams. It is, yeah,
1: especially with a new coach at that uh, position to to have a full off season of stuff. And a training camp and everything like that. It makes such a difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here. And Chili kind of said the same thing on Twitter. This is the last schedule that I want to look at. And obviously, we'll look at more as they're more, you know, released a little bit more. And, of course, you know, usually they all come out and they're all posted on Twitter and stuff, and you can find them pretty easily. I wasn't able to find a ton of them. Um, Basha, I think the Bears will be either top 2 or 3 seeds in the 6A conference playoffs or in the open division. And yeah. the reason for that? One, another year with with uh, Demond Williams leading that offense and another year with guys like um man, you name it. <laughs> Look at their yeah. defense. Um <laughs> like their their entire defense last year was like sophomores juniors and and some seniors like that team is going to be ridiculous
1: yep yeah they're going to be tremendous um it's a question of so i'm looking at the schedule as we speak they don't have to play chandler nope And they don't have to play hamilton nope they could go nine and one um, they could go 10-0 and 0 if they play great football. I mean, they have a lot of tough games. They've got O'Connor. They've got Highland. They've got uh, the two Tukey teams. Valley Vista was no schlub last year. We don't know how Cesar Chavez is going to be because they didn't have a real season. Mountain View was a playoff everybody. contender last yeah. year. Um, but Basha is going to be solid. And I agree with you. I think if they play their cards right... and Um, we'll see early on because they play Liberty in a scrimmage in the first, uh, on August 25th. And that kind of showed that both teams were solid last year when the two teams played in a scrimmage, it'll be, it'll be cool. I think that they're going to be a solid team. I agree with you.
0: Yeah. And last year with Basha too, they started with, I think either one or two losses. And then all of a sudden they just, they rattled off like six wins in a row. Yep. And they lost a very close game to O'Connor in the playoffs. And I think they're licking their chops at that first-week matchup right there. Um, Honestly, and this is no, like, you know, we're not trying to put any other team down. Basha should be favored in nine, maybe eight, eight, maybe nine of these games. Yeah, agreed. And I think the only ones where maybe they're not is Highland. And probably bro fee just because they're going to have
1: you could argue argue o'connor too because they're bringing back a lot of talent
0: that's true yeah o'connor as well they're Um, kind
1: of i would call that one a toss-up yeah
0: okay i agree with you on that one um but bash is going to be favored a lot this season in their schedule it's just a matter of how are they going to execute and i mean that's really the question with every team no matter who it is so you know anything can happen on a friday night you know, we We've saw, been wrong
1: plenty of times before.
0: Look, um, the amount of people that said Chandler was going to blow out Liberty and Liberty literally almost beat Chandler. Yeah, it came down to a two-point conversion. So, you know, anything can happen on a Friday night, which is what I love about high school sports. I love it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, Eric, uh, let's take a moment to give a shout-out to our sponsor, AALL.net. Uh, you know, obviously a very good friend of the show. Make sure to hit them up for any of your insurance needs. They've been in Arizona for several years now, and they've been one of the leading providers of insurance. Let them do the shopping for you. That is AALL.net. Yeah, they, they
1: I mean, they obviously with um, the, all the high school kids we talk about, yep. all the uh, so many kids learning to drive, we've got families that are moving around and everything like that. Insurance is so important. Um, so it's aall.net. Give them, uh, give them a call, and get your insurance. You need it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, side note: uh, Caden Cloud looks like he got his Twitter account back. He just followed me. <laughs> so love it. I don't know. I don't know if you like saw any of what's been going on, but for some reason, there's been like three or four different players from Arizona high school players who have gotten their accounts like suspended by Twitter for some reason. I don't know. I don't get it. That's um, bizarre yeah I, I who knows and all they do is post like their highlights so it's like uh, yeah
1: they're whatever. not they're not posting
0: mean things no. or whatever probably so, just a
1: glitch in whatever system twitter
0: has Yeah, it, I, I guess um we have more listener questions and we've got a bunch you know unlike no offense to Schmiegel, the ones that uh you know that you played for us early on in the show uh these ones are from real individuals that we all know um so you know Schmiegel. Okay, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You actually asked on two occasions, and I'm guessing the international listeners thing was so that way you could do your little, you know, opening. Um, But we did get some replies to that. So we have Chili, who says he's an international traveler. Um, He's wondering... Oh, man, this one was a hard one. Uh, If you guys went back and forth and made a 16 track mixtape, what would it what would be on it? Um, And he said, maybe this is its own show. Um, Yeah, I'll be honest. I do not have 16 tracks that just on the top of my off the top of my head that I could point out. Um, You know, what we could do instead of this, maybe not 16. But Eric, name off some of your favorite songs from like a workout playlist, because this is actually a question I've been wanting to ask you.
1: I could take 16 songs in a row. Okay. From Good Kid Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Okay. It's such an amazing album. And I I picked that because I know you're a hip hop fan. Yeah. And the album, the deluxe edition, is 17 songs. You don't need the remix to Blank Don't Kill My Vibe. I'll have to edit that part out. (laughs) You don't need the remix to Blank Don't Kill My Vibe. Though that is a solid one, but I could take all 16 of those songs in a row and just enjoy the heck out of it.
0: Okay. I like that. It's um, a top-out
1: answer because I don't yeah. want to think of individuals, but I, that album in terms of hip-hop is just so good.
0: Okay. So I have created my own like playlist on Spotify that I just hit shuffle and let it go when I'm working out, um, or like pre-game playing football or whatever. Okay. Um, so it's going to take me a little bit to get through. Obviously, because I'm gonna have to scroll through and like pick out like my favorite ones. Um, "Humble" by Kendrick Lamar is in there. Um, I do like "Champions" by Kanye West, and he's featuring like a bunch of guys on that, on that yep. song. Um, I think, man, you have to put "Dreams and Nightmares" by Meek Mill. It's a solid one. Um, "Soul Survivor" uh by Jeezy. That will so forever just, be in my playlist. You know,
1: you're just going with these hard beats. Um. That,
0: that Look, that's what gets me going the most.
1: Yep, that's right. That's fair um, enough.
0: Yeah, no, Soul Survivor will forever be in my playlist. Um, I also like Stuck in My Ways by Meek Mill.
1: I like all of these. Yeah.
0: Yeah uh what else what else what else some i guess newer stuff uh some to prove by little baby um sometimes the box by roddy rich sometimes i just i just can't deal with it i don't know that
1: why. song got kind of old to me just yeah. because it was played so much it's a yeah, good I only
0: one, yeah i only mentioned just because it was there um i do like turks by nav and that's featuring gunna and travis scott and all that um the new Jeezy album is really good. I could pretty much choose most of those songs off there. Yeah, I feel that. And then, oh, "We Fly High" remixed, Jim Jones, of course. Jim Jones, "House Party" remixed so, by Meek Mill again. I, you can tell I like Meek Mill a little bit. So you're what? Are you 26 now? Yeah. Yep. So you're just a
1: year or two younger than me. I, um, that song. We Fly High came around when we were in about middle school. Yep. And I remember you played basketball in middle school or you were ever, and everybody who shot a basketball went,
0: balling! <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> and you could not escape if you were around a basketball court hearing people yell that. Yep. That's yeah. And it's a good song for what it is, but I just always remember that. It makes me think of that every time.
0: Yeah, exactly. A uh, couple more I'll mention. Got It On Me by Pop Smoke is good. Um, A little bit older, especially like, let's say if I'm going into like a football game, a Millie by Lil Wayne. I have to play that one. Uh, Steady Mobbin by Young Money is in there for me. And probably the all time great, like about to go into like a battle type of song. Like I'm talking like a game of some sort, like like big basketball game, big football game. Um, you know, just a little backstory I played. So in the football league that I'm in, my team is ranked number one right now. We're undefeated. Uh, this past weekend we played the number two team beat them. So now standings obviously change and now we're playing the new number two team. So, uh, when I went into my game, the last song I listened to was it's going down by young jock and probably next or this pat this Saturday, I should say, it'll probably be it's going down by young jock again that's Um, a classic one for those two so um they also actually it was really cool the league actually played a little bit of a dmx for us when we were warming up which was that is pretty cool yeah so um uh, that's pretty i think that's all i'm gonna mention
1: that's fair i could keep going up and down this list
0: yeah let's get Uh, to the next
1: question though before we name every rap song that's ever come out. yeah
0: literally because i'm going through and i'm like oh
1: i missed that one i missed this one (laughs) Okay.
0: There's so many good ones. So <laughs> we
1: got a question from Gabe at Gabe, A-Z-H-S Sports. What was your favorite poster on your wall as a kid? Did you have posters, Zach?
0: Um, I did not, actually.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: not really. Did you really. have any
1: decorations on the wall or anything as a kid?
0: The only one I ever had, um, I have it still, and it's the uh, Notre Dame National Championship banner. That's obviously quite old now, because they haven't won one since, like, the 80s.
1: I was always a poster kid um Mm -hmm. i loved them and my dad would always uh he thought it was fun to try and you know find fun posters and everything like that in my uh in my little back room that i record from i've got six posters up right now um my favorite one i currently have is of rocky balboa and it's of his uh one of his speeches he gave i would read it but it's way too long Mm -hmm. um i've got some kobe bryant things i've got um i've got the simpsons walking like the beatles abbey road nice so i've got a bunch of posters i've got one that if i said the words out loud i would get in trouble on our podcast <laughs> um, but yeah i love i've always loved posters i like good posters my favorite one as a kid though was i had a poster i was this huge simpsons fan Um, and I don't watch as much anymore after, you know, 30 years or however long it's been that they've been going, but I had one of all the, all the Simpsons characters and each one was, you know, making a little funny pose or whatever. And I just, I always loved that. Um, and that was, I I just love the stupid humor of that show and how they were usually pretty creative and sometimes just delved into the absurd, stupid comedy. So that's, that one's probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, you know, I have, I have like a whole like idea in mind for like what my ideal man cave will be when I end up doing it, whenever. Um, a lot of it is like collectible jerseys, Michael Jordan, of course, um, Kobe Bryant. I'm gonna include Devin Booker in that. Um, you know, maybe like Lawrence Taylor, stuff like that. Uh, Junior Seau. But, um, on top of that, I really want to get like you know, maybe I'll just do like the mini helmets, but I really want to get like a couple like authentic helmets. Obviously Notre Dame would be sure. one of them. Um, probably ASU. Cause obviously that's where I graduated from. Um, man, I don't know. Maybe a couple other ones. Uh, I'll get a lion's helmet, obviously. Cause I'm from Michigan. Um, you know, d- little things like that, like sports memorabilia type of things. that, that, that would be my ideal man cave. Um, and you know, that's something that I definitely want to do. So, you know, maybe we'll revisit this when we're doing this podcast in uh, you know six months or whatever from now, and I'll have a full setup and and uh, we can do that and go Sounds over. Sounds good to me. I'm down for so, I'm down for that too. I love uh, I love some good posters. Yeah. So, uh, Gridar in Arizona. I think he actually asked us two questions. I think he asked one uh, on the original post and also on the international post. Um, he says, "Domestic listener here, but if you could schedule an Arizona high school team of any sport." to play a game outside the US and go cover it, who would you want to see and where? For me, I think, honestly, man, people are going to just call me a huge homer. Uh, so Notre Dame Prep was scheduled to go to Dublin. They for were. For the second time. Uh, they were going to play... I can't remember who they're going to play. I think they're going to play a team from Illinois. Anyway... Uh, they were gonna play in this huge like high school football showcase. I say huge, but it's just you know just the event itself is pretty big. It's pretty. It's big like a to week long. Dublin. Yeah, it's like a week long thing where like it basically allows people from Dublin to get an experience or get a taste of like American football. Basically, the whole premise behind it was they play a game on I think Thursday or Friday, and then the next day they all go watch Notre Dame play Navy. And by Notre Dame, I mean the university play Navy in Dublin. Obviously, COVID canceled all of that. So I would love to be able to go and see that. Not only one, because I want to go to Dublin someday, but two, I mean, cover a local team in a very cool event and I'd be able to get to see, you know, my favorite college team at some point. So I think that would be a very cool event that I could go to in the future. But um, what about you? Who would you want to see? And I was
1: actually thinking of that
0: um, when this question came up, because I know that that was something that was
1: planned. It was really cool idea and everything. I'm sticking with football. Um, I think that a lot of our other sports, like, uh, you know, soccer is one that internationally would be really good, but they don't play high school soccer in the same capacity in a lot of other yeah. places. They play um, on clubs and yeah. they, um, all throughout the country, in Europe and uh, South America and Asia and really everywhere, the absolute best players don't play for their high school teams. And it's the same here like our, our superstars don't play high school soccer so it'd be hard to get a judge for that um, but football I think if we had one of our top teams like a Chandler or Hamilton or Saguaro or you name it Desert Edge whatever whoever's in our open and our top squads if they could play against like a team of all-stars from Europe or uh, whoever I think would be an awesome experience I guess you could get Maybe like a, a Samoa, because they always have a bunch of great players, some sort of Polynesian.
0: Yeah, uh, but they're mostly rugby, though.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So I I think that it, it would be tough to put together, but some sort of all-star team from, you know, Europe or whatever. You you would think they'd have, because there's always a few international guys. Yeah. College football and everything, but it. it I mean, it's
0: tough but
1: I would love something like that.
0: It's really funny because when you were saying that entire thing, you mentioned Chandler and Hamilton and all them. I was thinking, I'm like, man, I would still take them over anyone. Until you said, like, Polynesian, because I remember really late at night one night, I turned my TV on and a rugby match was on, and I can't remember who it was, but there was a Polynesian team, like, competing, and... They they were just huge. These dudes are so, huge. Like, They're giants. Like, just massive. They're giant so, human beings. So uh, that, that's look at, like know, a, yeah. look
1: at a Utah or a BYU or um, yep. some of those West Coast teams and their offensive line and their defensive line and some of their linebackers and all these just giant dudes with 6'5", 300, 6'4", And it's all muscle and they, um, and they have names that are 20 characters long (laughs) and it's, it's great. Um, and they're just these huge human beings. I bet you could make an awesome all-star team out of the
0: the guys that are around there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Hey, can I ask the next question? Please do. Okay. Eric, if you could replace me as a co-host, who would you replace me with? Um, that's That's from from Cody Cody, Cameron. Yeah. Cody Cameron. (laughs) If I
1: had to replace you, Uh, Greg McAfee, the two years ago, um, the job who you had, he and I actually did a couple episodes of a podcast together um, while he was still in Arizona. So maybe I'd go him. Um, But it'd be hard to talk Arizona sports like we do. But um, hmm. Cody could be fun. He's the one who asked the question. I'm trying to think who would be. You know, actually consistent
0: and actually show up when we, um, when we would record because you I'm know, not it, sure how it's many. Kind of funny. Would. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny that you're struggling because you know you replied with anybody.
1: Yeah, it was a joke. You'll be okay. It hurt um, my feelings. Good. That was the point. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It would the the criteria would be someone that I can actually rely on to show up every week. Yeah, and that's here. I think that's our biggest strength is that. Um, as good or bad as our content is, we put it out.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, All right, your turn. Go for it.
1: We got one from the intern, Jacob Saliga. Have you ever had all a right. moment where you got in trouble at school and you had to try to avoid your parents as much as possible when you got home? I don't think you... I obviously didn't know you
0: at that age. I can't yeah. foresee you being a troublemaker. Uh, no, I really wasn't. Um, You know, it's actually really funny. I think the only time I really remember getting in trouble for anything um it was like something like my friend who sat next to me in like junior high like I don't know like he like took my pencil or something or like I took his or I don't know like I think he just like he like poked me in the arm with it and like our teacher saw it and like I just like poked him back it was like such like an innocent thing but my teacher was like the second
1: action is what gets booked
0: well no she saw both of them but like Mm -hmm. this teacher was like you know the worst so um she like saw that and then she literally sent us both to the office and told uh and told the like principal or whatever that we were like stabbing each other and so we (laughs) both got like we yeah like we both got like one day of like in school suspension for it (laughs) Because like we poked each other with a pencil and she said that we were like <laughs> like violently stabbing each other with it. Like it made no sense. And like my mom I think my parents were like, Are you kidding me? And like they just didn't really, they were like, Okay, like whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's like you go home and you're like, Oh dang it, are they gonna be mad? And then you tell them like, Okay, whatever.
0: Well, like they had to get called and I think my mom was like, You're seriously calling me about this? Like That's the it, thing. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. My dad definitely didn't care, I don't think. Yeah. So but what about you? Were you were you a troublemaker?
1: I never, I wasn't one to get in huge trouble, but I would always no. kind of, for lack of a better term, bleepster. Um, okay. I would always just kind of, you know, do little stupid things. I'd pass a note to somebody or I would do uh, silly things. But I, in middle school, I'll paint the picture for you. Seventh grade math class. Mr. Nelson. Mr. Nelson was a good dude tried really hard, taught math well, but he had, he was somebody that for whatever reason students chose to pick on, and I, looking back on it, I kind of feel bad, Um, but Mr. Nelson had a thing called Friday Funnies, and Mm -hmm. we were the last class of the day, and on Friday, the last three or four minutes of class, you could tell a joke. And you would tell everybody a joke, and everyone would kind of give you a cheesy laugh. It was just something nice at the end of the day. Eric almost always told a joke. Um, (laughs) Even if they weren't good, I had to tell something. Um, That was Eric Newman's way, and I don't think anybody in the class expected anything else. (laughs) Eric stands up one day. Gets a joke that he had recently heard from a family member. Um, So this tells you something about the Newman family. Nice. And I hesitate to even tell this one on the podcast. It doesn't have any swear words or anything, but um, you'll have to tell me whether we have to beat this out. Okay. So seventh grade, Eric, long hair, braces, um, (laughs) unsure of himself, stands up and for one moment he's confident and 20 middle school kids totally middle schooling out, just want to go home. Eric says, how do you make a hormone? (laughs) Don't pay her. (laughs) When I tell you, Mr. Nelson screamed so loud that people in other classrooms after school asked me what happened because he went, Eric! (laughs)
0: I love that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I had to go home and tell my parents and I didn't get in any major trouble. I think I had to, um, you know, come to school early and help him with the chalkboard or something. A couple times (laughs) he called it detention, but I go home and tell them that this happened. It was on a Friday. And so I was, I had, Plans to go see one of my friends on the weekend, and after I get out of the car, I tell my dad, "Hey, Dad, I uh, I got in trouble today for telling this joke at school." And he goes, "What <laughs> one was it?" And I tell him, and he's like, "You idiot! Why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that?" Oh, I'm like, "That's I don't so know. funny. Yeah, that is so
0: <laughs> funny. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of your dad." <laughs> he asked us uh will sumo ever be popular in the u.s uh probably not
1: i think the one way it happens is we actually you know little known fact for a long time the best sumo or the best wrestler in the world the best sumo wrestler was hawaiian um so we even had an american born um i don't know if he was actually born but we had an american guy who was at the top of the world i don't I can't keep up with sumo rankings anymore, but for several years I was a Hawaiian guy. What I think sumo wrestling would need to get popular here is some sort of game show or reality show or something like that.
0: Because, yeah.
1: uh, have you watched Last Chance U before?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I haven't watched this the latest season with the, the basketball, basketball team, one. It's it's great, but that's beside
1: the point. Um, I think if you had something like that where you saw awesome, um, American television, well-produced show about sumo wrestlers, it would get people interested. Like, you know, I couldn't care less before this about East LA community college basketball, but mm. now I care. And I like, I've followed a couple of the guys on Twitter because of last chance, you basketball and everything like that. We've seen, um, American Ninja warrior made us care about people who did obstacle courses and, I think it would just take something like that to make people care. I don't think it's the sport itself because um, I haven't watched a whole lot. I don't I would venture a guess. You probably haven't watched a whole lot of sumo, but I think that would be the way if it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. You know, funny you mentioned uh, Ninja Warrior because one of my high school friends, her sister was actually on it. Was she on
1: the Japanese one or was she on the American show? The
0: American one.
1: Did you ever watch the Japanese version before it became an American show?
0: No, I didn't. Because
1: that was some of the funniest television of all time. Um,
0: Did you ever watch American Gladiator?
1: I liked American Gladiator. That was too. That, that was, was a fun cheesy, show. Pretty cheesy, but it was. It funny.
0: was very like what what like Blade. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, oh, I'm gonna cut you from the course. <laughs> yeah the uh, the Japanese uh, ninja warrior people would um, they would dress up before they did it so there'd be a guy in like a, a lizard suit doing the course and he would oh, get geez. all the way through because he was actually some like crazy athlete and the announcer was Japanese and so you had no idea what was being said except for some bad subtitling and you would just see these amazing athletes and the whole time had not have any idea what the person's saying except for the inflection of their tone it was it was that's great. so funny
0: the whole dressing up thing reminds me of Wipeout. Yep. But except, similar, you know, the that. the non-athletic version.
1: Yeah. 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 Ninja Warrior was Wipeout if the people were A-list athletes. Yeah.
0: That's so funny. Man. Uh, Next question, Eric. I'll let you go ahead and uh, ask it. For
1: sure. So we got one from Brando Hernandez. Uh, Would you say due to the Phoenix Suns' current success, it's camouflaged the Diamondbacks horrible two and five start? And he asked that a few days ago. So... Um, the Diamondbacks still aren't, you know, above 500 yet, but obviously the Phoenix Suns have done uh, a tremendous job this season, turning everything around and uh, the Diamondbacks are struggling out of the gate.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say yes, because personally I've paid more attention to the Suns. I've just yeah. wanted to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, They're doing well. So it definitely masks it a little bit. But I also yeah. think that if we're going to end up having this hundred sixty plus game season um that baseball normally is
0: if it's gonna know, be a long of season. restrictions
1: or anything 10 games yeah. 20 games even 30 40 games is such a small part of the season that it's hard to get too uh, worked up about
0: yeah it's gonna be a long season though if they continue to struggle the way they have oh yeah definitely it's gonna be bad we're gonna hear gambo from arizona sports just lose his mind every day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so they need
1: to turn it around. Yes, but I think that there's
0: it's not too early. It's too early to panic. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. It is too early. It's way too early, especially for baseball. Um, Gridiron Arizona. Another question. I think this is actually the last one that we have. Right? I know I missed one on accident last week. Or I the think week before that might that. be
1: it. If we uh, if we missed yours, apologies, but we've yeah. done. We've gotten Schmeagles, so that's important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gridiron in Arizona asks, uh, it's baseball season, very simple. What do you put on your hot dog? I'm a very simple ketchup buster kind of guy.
1: I feel that. I just yeah. go ketchup if I'm going to go that. Okay. But I love a chili cheese dog too. And I don't actually know if that okay. counts in this because it's almost a whole different food. Yeah, um, Chili cheese dog, a tiny bit of jalapeno, just enough to like where it's not Ooh. overdone but like enough to just add that little kick on a few of the bites. I love it. Um, and almost, you know, that crappy stadium cheese, almost makes it better <laughs> the just for the experience. It's <laughs> the plastic <not> good. <laughs> yeah. That plastic cheese. It's not good, but on that rare situation, it just, it, you know, it makes you feel like you're at
0: the ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, before you leave, we should try to hit up a, a game. Maybe not D-backs, but like ASU baseball.
1: ASU um Phoenix Suns. Oh,
0: I've never been to GCU. We should go to GCU. Is GCU football we'll good? Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't well, know. The, well, the the head coach is uh, Andy Stankowitz over there and I actually played football with uh with his son Drew, who's now he was he was drafted by the Phillies organization a few years ago. And I think he's playing internationally now. I think he's down in Mexico.
1: Hey, but, secret time. But uh, let's try and use media credentials
0: and be like, hey, we're
1: going to go cover. And then just, you know, use free credentials and go enjoy the game. Is that a bad idea?
0: Um, yes. It's a very bad idea. Yep. We do not recommend anyone that wants to be in our position to do that. But we're going to do it. <laughs> Eric will do it. I will not. If look, if I if I were media. to get look, if I if I were if I were to get media credentials for anything, I would actually write a story. You could write a story, but still drink a beer. Don't actually do that. I think yeah, that's really frowned upon. Yeah,
1: it's really, really frowned upon.
0: Really, really And I've frowned never upon. done anything
1: like that. It's actually really against the code.
0: But it is. That's beside the point. And Eric and I will tell on you. I'll tell him myself. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. That's true. He is. Are you done whispering? whispering. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say.
1: Secret time's over.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, With that being said, thank you all once again for listening. Um, Next week, Eric and I are going to dive back into uh, some guests uh, on the show. Uh, We're not going to reveal who quite yet, but uh, we have some things in the works. We're going to be obviously bringing on people for, uh recruitment we're gonna bring on people for uh some of the pro sports maybe talk some Suns. maybe talk some d-backs here and there um cardinals obviously the nfl draft is coming up at the end of the month so obviously eric and i will definitely be paying attention to that to see what the cardinals do um so it'll be it'll be kind of interesting we're kind of trying to revamp the show a little bit kind of make it a little bit more fresh and uh hopefully more exciting as well starting obviously with the intro music um and by the way, we never mentioned it, but for those of you that maybe thought like, "Hey, I've heard that song before," uh, one apparently it's uh, it's on League of Legends, which I've never played. Or nope, me either. It's a, it's a game, right? It's a computer game. Okay, yeah, I've never played it. Uh, but College Game Day actually uses it as well. That's how I found it the first time. Um, so, uh, yeah, some exciting things on the uh, on the horizon for the show. We uh, we thank you obviously for tuning in and welcome those of you that might be brand new um this was a weird episode if you're brand new it was it was a very weird if this was your first one please give us a chance it'll be better next week promise (laughs) um we don't often (laughs) get middle earth
1: listeners yeah
0: or at least they don't often call in i can't believe they get reception down there um but with that being said make sure to give us all follow on twitter at uh at, i almost forgot my own twitter handle there at zach Alvira, at enum and at azhsfb and at arizona varsity uh once again thank you all for listening And eric if you or schmeagle have any last words uh go ahead
1: my precious
0: i knew it was you